Section 45 of The Pearl Storybook Stories and Legends of Winter, Christmas, and New Year's. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Joanna Michael Hoyt. The Pearl Storybook Stories and Legends of Winter, Christmas, and New Year's by Ada M. Skinner and Eleanor L. Skinner. Where love is, there God is also. Leo Tolstoy. Martwin, the shoemaker, lived in a city of Russia. His house was a little basement room with one window. Through this window he used to watch the people walking past. He was so far below the street that from his bench he could see only the feet of the passers-by, but he knew them all by their boots. Nearly every pair of boots in the neighborhood had been in his hands once and again. Some he would half-sole, and some he would patch, some he would stitch around, and occasionally he would also put on new uppers. Ah, he would say to himself, there goes the baker. That was a fine piece of leather. Martwin always had plenty to do, because he was a faithful workman, used good materials, and always finished an order as early as he promised it. In the evening, when his work was done, he would light his little oil lamp, take his book down from the shelf, and begin to read. He had but one book, a Bible, and as he read he thought of the wonderful Christ-child. "'Ah!' he cried one night, "'if he would only come to me and be my guest. If he should come, I wonder how I should receive him.' Martwin rested his head upon his hands and dozed. "'Martwin!' a voice seemed suddenly to sound in his ears. He started from his sleep. "'Who is here?' He looked around, but there was no one. Again he fell into a doze. Suddenly he plainly heard, "'Martwin! Ah, Martwin! Look to-morrow on the street! I am coming!' At daybreak next morning Martwin woke, said his prayer, put his cabbage soup and gruel on to cook, and sat down by the window to work. He worked hard, but all the time he was thinking of the voice that he had heard. "'Was it a dream?' he said to himself. "'Or is he coming?' Shall I really see him today? When anyone passed by in boots that he did not know, he would bend down close to the window so that he could see the face as well as the boots. By and by an old, old man came along. He carried a shovel. It was Stefanovich. Martwin knew him by his old felt boots. He was very poor and helped the house porter with all the hard work. Now he began to shovel away the snow from in front of Martwin's window. Martwin looked up eagerly. "'Shh,' said Martwin. "'Old Stefanovich is clearing away the snow, and I imagined the Christ-child was coming to see me.' He looked again. How old and feeble Stefanovich looked. "'He is cold and weary,' thought Martwin. "'I will call him in and give him a cup of tea. The samovar must be boiling by now.' He laid down his awl, made the tea, and tapped on the window. "'Come in and warm yourself.' he said. "'May Christ reward you for this. My bones ache,' said Stefanovich. Stefanovich took off the snow and tried to wipe his feet so as not to soil the floor, but he staggered from cold and weariness. "'Never mind that. I will clean it up. We are used to such things. Sit down and drink a cup of tea,' said Martwin heartily. Martwin filled two cups and handed one to Stefanovich who drank it eagerly, turned it upside down, and began to express his thanks. "'Have some more,' 
said Martwin, refilling the cup. Are you expecting anyone? asked Stefanovitch. I see you keep turning to look on the street. I am ashamed to tell you whom I expect. I am, and I am not expecting someone. You see, brother, I was reading about the Christ and how he walked on earth, and I thought, if he came to me, should I know how to receive him? And I heard a voice. Be on the watch. I shall come to-morrow. It is absurd. Yet would you believe it, I am expecting him, the Christ child. Stefanovitch shook his head, but said nothing. Martwin filled his guest's cup with hot tea and continued, You see, I have an idea he would come to the simple people. He picked out his disciples from simple working people like us. Come, brother, have some more tea. But Stefanovitch rose. Thanks to you, Martwin, for treating me kindly and warming me soul and body. You are welcome, brother. Come again. Stefanovitch departed. Martwin put away the dishes and sat down by the window to stitch on a patch. He kept looking out as he stitched. Two soldiers passed by. One wore boots that Martwin had made. Then the master of the next house. Then a baker. Then there came a woman in woolen stockings and wooden shoes. Martwin looked up through the window. He saw she was a stranger, poorly clad in shabby summer clothes. She had turned her back to the wind and was trying to shelter a little child who was crying. Martwin went to the door and called out, Why are you standing there in the cold? Come into my room where it is warm. The woman was astonished when she saw the old, old man in his leather apron and big spectacles beckoning and calling to her, but she gladly followed him. There, said Martwin, sit down near the stove and warm yourself. Then he brought out bread, poured out cabbage soup, and took up the pot with the gruel. Eat, eat, he said. I will mind the little one. Tell me, why are you out in this bitter cold? I am a soldier's wife, but my husband has been sent far away. We have used up our money, and I went today for work, but they told me to come again. Martwin sighed. Have you no warm clothes? Ah, this is the time to wear them, but yesterday I sold my last warm shawl for food. Martwin sighed. He went to the little cupboard and found an old coat. Take it, he said. It is a poor thing, yet it may help you. He slipped some money into her hand, and with this said, Buy yourself a shawl, and food till work shall be found. May Christ bless you, she cried. He must have sent me to you. It had grown so cold, my little child would have frozen to death. But he, the Christ child, led you to look through the window. Indeed he did, said Martwin, smiling. The woman left. Martwin ate some shaky, washed the dishes, and sat down again by the window to work. A shadow darkened the window. Martwin looked up eagerly. It was only an acquaintance who lived a little further down the street. Again the window grew dark. This time Martwin saw that an old apple woman had stopped right in front of the window. She carried a basket with apples, and over her shoulder she had a bag full of chips. One could see that the bag was heavy. She lowered it to the sidewalk and, as she did so, she set the apples on a little post. A little boy with a torn cap darted up, picked an apple out of the basket, and started to run, but the old woman caught him, knocked off his cap, and seized him by the hair. Martin ran out in the cold. Let him go, Babushka. Forgive him, for Christ's sake. I will forgive him so that he won't forget it till the new broom grows. I am going to take him to the police. 
Let him go, Babushka, let him go, for Christ's sake. He will never do it again. The old woman let him loose. The boy tried to run, but Martwin kept him back. Ask Babushka's forgiveness, he said, and never do it again. I saw you take the apple. With tears in his eyes, the boy began to ask forgiveness. There, that's all right, said Martwin. Take the apple. I will pay for it. You've ruined the good-for-nothings, said the old woman. He should be well punished. He deserves it. Perhaps, answered Martwin. But God forgives us, though we deserve it not. Well, well, said the old woman, appeased. After all, it was but a childish trick. She started to lift the bag upon her shoulder. Let me take it, said the boy. It is on my way. Side by side they passed along the street, the boy carrying the bag and chattering to the old woman. Martwin turned and went back into the little room. After sewing a little while it grew too dark to see. He lighted his little lamp, finished his piece of work, put it away, and took down his Bible. Suddenly he seemed to hear someone stepping around behind him. In the dark corner there seemed to be people standing. Then he heard a voice. Martwin, ah, Martwin, did you not know me? Who? cried Martwin. It is I, replied the voice, and Stefanovich stepped forth from the dark corner, smiled, and faded away like a little cloud. And this is I, said the voice again, and from the dark corner stepped the woman and the child. The woman smiled, the child laughed, and then they, too, vanished. And this is I. And the old woman and the boy stepped forward, smiled, and vanished. Then a light filled the little room, and glowed about the figure of a child, and Martwin heard the words, For I was unhungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. And Martwin knew that the Christ child had really come to him that Christmas tide. End of section 45